Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and I'm with Scotty Melvin, and I know he's excited because this is a, our first episode about football, specifically about eight-man football. We're going to get you ready for the football season, people. So if you're, Scotty, are you ready for some football? I don't know if I've ever been more ready, Dave. It's uh, exciting stuff. We're in the last week of July. That means it is football season for me, buddy. Well, I tell you what, man, if it's anything like the baseball season, holy cow, we're in for a a, a bit of a heater. So, uh, well, just go ahead and just lay it out there. What's going on eight-man football? Yeah, that's what I'm focused on right now. And if you'd like, we'll we'll just do a, a show on each uh, class as we get uh, closer to the start of the season. But starting with eight-man, that's kind of my new passion. That's what I got to watch most of last year. We are down here in southeast Iowa. Eight-player District 6 is where all of our teams play in. Uh, last year, Waco won the district. They made it to the quarterfinals, lost that heartbreaker to Audubon, didn't quite get to state. I think they've got a good shot to go just as far and maybe take a step further if they can replace some, some key losses on the team because they have a plethora of talent returning. So, like, who are the who are the who who graduated last year that we're going to miss? So, yeah, when I go through each team, and I'll mainly just cover in a little more detail our local guys and then some of the teams in the district uh, as well, but. They're further away, but Waco lost uh, lineman Tim Willits, uh, Bryce Ackerman, uh, the Sutton boys, Taylor and Tyler, if you remember them, they were yeah, yeah. both sides of the ball. John Rice, the, the big fullback uh, linebacker that was a huge contributor, and then, of course, the all-district uh, defensive player of the year, Jonah Clark. So that's, that's some pretty major losses. You would think that that would set them back, but they've got so many underclassmen coming up this year. Uh, that contributed a lot last year, but I don't think it's going to set him back as much as people might think. Well, Joe Clark, how about that guy? That I bet he's playing college somewhere, isn't he? He is, um, and I want to say it's Loris that he signed with, a Division three school up in north uh, eastern Iowa, I believe. I'll have to dig into that a little more, but I believe yeah, that's where he's going. We, we had no doubt. He's got the build for it. He's obviously got the talent. Um, it was only a matter of time before somebody signed him. He's in the f- top five or ten of all athletes of all sports in Southeast Iowa, I'd have to think, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I'll tell real quick uh, the story the first time I saw him in person. I was at Waco. It was the first time that we got to go uh, to a game, you know, I want to say about the fourth week of the season. Standing outside the bathroom, he had to run in there real quick before they ran out onto the field, and he walked by me, and I looked up at him, and I thought, that's a high school football player. <laughs> I did not expect to see that little Waylon, you know, and uh, I thought, wow, if they got more kids like him on this team, they're in for one heck of a ride this year, and they sure they sure were. Well, high school sports is just so much fun. I, I just, you know, wasn't really into it until we started doing this podcast, and now it's about my favorite thing to cover. Yeah, mine too, and uh, it's my favorite thing to, to do on a Friday night to go watch a, a team play, and generally I'm going to go, you know, whatever's closest, but we've got so many good teams and good matchups and rivalries around here, you don't know where you're going to land on any given Friday night, you're going to see some great football. Yeah, if you want to see Major League Baseball, football, or basketball, you got to leave the state, you know, but, around, yeah. but, but you're never more than 10 minutes away from a great high school event. That's a fact, and, and I was glad that uh, we kept that rolling through basketball, and you guys kept it up with track, spring sports, and then I got to 
get involved with the baseball season, and, and it really just kind of renewed my uh, my love for watching high school sports of, of any kind because you know you're, you see a, you see great entertainment. That's why we watch sports, but but not for money. You know, uh, yeah, the kids are trying to some of them are trying to move on up to college and whatnot, but it's mostly just about the team and winning and and uh, having a good time, and, and it's just a joy to watch. Yeah, well, let, let's talk about uh, Waco. They're going to be involved in the, this uh, week zero game that uh, we're going to try to cover, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, I was just trying to dig that up, what the date was on that. I, I want to say it's Saturday, August 20th, and hopefully when you when you talk to Coach McCarty uh, there from Winfield, he can fill you in some more and fill me in too. On yeah, the, if that. you're listening to this, I do have an interview with Coach McCarty today at 1230, so that'll be up uh, first thing this afternoon too, so. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be interested to see what he's got to say. I listen to his Be Great podcast all the time at work. It's uh, one of my top podcasts. And, uh, yeah, so that week zero game, that's that's a big one. And I want to get into that real quick. Um, I don't know if Tri-County, who was a team that did not field a varsity squad last year uh, in Iowa District 6 here for eight player, will field a team this year. I haven't heard so that may be why Waco and Winfield are heading over there to Martinsdale to play a couple of teams from the West in that week zero game. So um, that's just something to keep an eye on. We may not have a, an eighth team in the district once again this year. Yeah, it, it, yeah they did field a baseball team, I think. But uh, um, I mean, that's good news. And if they've got enough underclassmen that can step up in the varsity, I, I might be wrong. Um, I've talked to one young man that plays for – uh, Waco, and he said he didn't think they that Tri County would have a football team on the varsity level again this year, but we'll see. Well, I, I hope that they can, you know, those kids that that would have been able to play football there can combine with another school. So, right. uh, that, uh, but that's the way it is anymore, man. And it takes a lot of people, even to play eight man football, you probably need 25 kids. So, yeah, you know, and it's kind of a catch 22. It's you don't need very many, but it sure helps to have, uh, you know, a full squad for, for many reasons because it only takes a, these small schools a couple of key injuries to really wreck your season. And like you say, we saw that last year in the playoff game uh, with Audubon when the quarterback was Oswald went out, you know. Yeah, and, and Jonah Clark playing on one bad wheel, you know, he couldn't get any push off the line. It really, really affected him, but you know, that's part of football. Uh, it's a rough sport. Yeah, it does. You know, it, that's the sports are about learning how to deal with adversity. And uh, yep. I think there's no better place to learn that than right there on in the on the diamond or on the field or in the court. That's where that's where you learn it. That's where you learn to overcome it. And overcoming adversity is what makes a a, a, a good man, I guess. To, yeah, causing for life. So let's yeah. let's talk. So uh, what else about Waco? So we can get on some other teams. All right. So um, Waco. They are. I'll just I'll start with the teams and go down the list of who I think is going to finish where in the district this year. And then these guys can go out and prove me wrong because I love that. So <laughs> Waco, they are the team that I think will return enough and has enough coming up that they, they will win a second year in a row this uh, district six. So coming back, they got Simeon Reichenbach. You know all about him. Everybody knows all about Shula him. Shula Simeon. Back. Yeah, I know him. What's that? Shula Simeon Reichenbach. I know him. Yeah, I, who doesn't? <laughs> His uh, stats last year were insane. 1,300 yards rushing, 7.5 yards per carry, 21 touchdowns. He's an 
extremely good kicker, one of the best we saw right up there with uh, Clarahan from Sigourney Kyoto. Uh, he does it all, and he can play some quarterback and throw a little bit too, if needed. Um, but they've got Isaac Oswald back at quarterback this year for his senior year, and he, he completed 50% of his passes for 10 touchdowns. We got Drew Deers, who really came on strong on offense at the end of the year and had some key, uh, I mean, just some major. Yeah, no question about that. No question about that. Yeah, and I, I see him in the weight room all the time. And, you know, in the year that I've known him, he's gone from a kid that looked like a high school kid that was very strong and athletic to a, he looks like a grown man now, buddy. I mean, he has really transformed his physique. He works his tail off. I expect big things from him this year. Um, Isaac Oswald's younger brother, Reese, he'll be a junior. He didn't carry the ball a ton last year, but he averaged nine yards a carry when he did. You saw him contribute as a starter for the Waco uh, basketball team. He's a he's a tall, lanky, extremely athletic kid. I think he's going to put up some numbers this year for the football team. And then Mason Miller comes back on defense, man. He had eight interceptions, led the state. So, you know, that's, that's solid. So if they can fill some of them holes on the line um, – Get some help at linebacker where the Sutton boys will no longer be available. And John Rice, I think they're going to be just as good as they were a year ago. Well, that is great. Well, uh, who do you think is going to be second in that division? This is where it gets kind of wonky to pick uh, because I think Winfield Mount Union and New London are kind of neck and neck there. But I'm going with Winfield Mount Union because I think the boys on that team that are the, you know, the leaders – uh, football is their top sport, and I think they uh, are probably a little irritated that they missed out on the playoffs last year because I think that's something they, they thought they could do, and I thought they could too. And, you know, you drop one key game and somebody else, it, it just slips away sometimes, and that's what happens. But I think they're going to have a chip on their shoulder. I've been seeing some of the work that they put in in the off season here, especially this summer on Twitter. And so I think led by Cam Buffington, who accounted for 35 touchdowns all by himself last year uh, through – running and passing and uh, his mate there, Abram Edwards, who had nine touchdowns receiving and, and both those guys are key contributors on defense. I think the two of them are going to lead Winfield to a second place finish this year in the district. They've got uh, Caleb Geese back. He's a key contributor on offense, had six receiving touchdowns and a couple of young guys to watch for Carter Lloyd, who we saw on the basketball team this year and Cole Milks. Uh, he was a good baseball player for them. And they both put up some stats as sophomores last year for Winfield. And I think uh, Winfield Mount Union set to have a, a step up this year from, from last year. Well, uh, I got to run into number three. Oh, okay. Well, I got a question about uh, yeah. uh, Winfield Mount Union before we jump off. Uh, sure. Last year, they just threw a lot of touchdowns. You know, uh, it just seemed like they just threw deep passes and touchdown after touchdown after touchdown, big, big, big yards. Are, are they going to tell me about what, what are the receivers like this year? Do they lose anybody or. Um, I believe they lost. Uh, I want to say, was it Noah Sparrow? That was the senior that really was a great all around athlete at Winfield Mount union. Um, he was one of my favorites to watch on the baseball field this summer. I think he put up some numbers, but as far as receiving goes, they are set this year. Um, Abram Edwards is tall. He's getting a lot of Division One looks. I think Winfield Mount Union's got two Division One recruits on this team right now that are both only juniors, and Abram being one of those. And he had 28 receptions last year for almost 600 yards and nine touchdowns. That's that's the top receiver. And then you got Caleb Geese, like I said, 
is not far behind him. He caught 22 balls for another 435 yards and six touchdowns. That's 15 touchdowns between those two guys out of the 18. I'm sorry, the 17 that came through. That's most of your production right there, and it's all coming back. So they're set up really well. I mean, you, you don't generally see kids take steps back as they progress through high school. They only no, 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 no. Uh, so I we think didn't see any of that. Numbers. Well, uh, um, you know, teams like Sigourney and Waco, you know, they, they kind of make their living running the ball. And I just think that if, uh, if Winfield's going to go to the playoffs, they're going to do it through the air. Am, am I incorrect? They're going to do it with a balance. And a lot of that rushing uh, is going to come when they need to run for it. It's going to come from Cam. And, and maybe, maybe uh, you know, you, you could argue that a lot of that's going to be off of, of some scrambling and stuff if he doesn't like what he sees downfield. I think they are going to throw a lot. I think they're, they've got the athletes to just put up some crazy numbers through the air. Well, uh, but if they have to run, boy, they, they're set up well there too. Well, I'll uh, discuss all this with Coach McCarty, but uh, yeah, let's 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 go on to New London because uh, we right. know about New London. New London is just stocked, man. Uh, every year they're stocked with with athletes. It doesn't matter what sport we're talking about, and we do know they won. Was that twenty seventeen or eighteen? They did win the state championship in eighth player football, so they've got a little tradition going now. And uh, you know they were great last year, although they had that strange three games. Uh, skid in the middle of the season just about slipped out of the playoff contention they've got themselves back in there saw a classic against waco down there in new london that they pulled out seven to nothing a score you'll almost never see in eight-man football they lose some key players but they bring back some some great athletes too um the guys they lose devin swanson bowen gala carter allen you know about carter allen from yeah the they yeah new, new london hasn't won a state championship in like a week yeah, it's been forever for them, and they're, they're probably hungry again. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, those are those are some uh, some key players that they're gonna they're gonna lose. But they bring back uh, Dom Lopez, who I believe was a state champion wrestler. He's their quarterback, and his his numbers aren't like crazy, but he's a really good field general back there. Just a, a kid you want at quarterback. Uh, Blaze Porter, who's a star basketball player, and he's I still playing. Oh my god, he's awesome. Yeah, he's going to be the running back, and his numbers aren't crazy either uh, from last year. But these guys all just—they're very balanced. They work together well, and uh, you know they're a threat to beat anybody on a given night. The kid I want to watch the most for New London this year, Bowden Pickle. He really stood out to me last year on the defensive side. He was in Waco's backfield all night long, and that's uh, that's a tall order to be uh, somebody that can disrupt Waco the way he did the entire game, and he's. Coming back for his senior year, he's got a great physique. He looks like he works hard in the weight room. I think he's going to have a big senior year. So New London's my number three right now. They could easily slide into number two or even win this district. We know they have the talent for it. Yeah, th there's those three teams there in, in and of themselves are just riddled with talent and scholarship players and great systems and tremendous support. So uh, that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm pointing out a few of their players on each team, but you could, if you look at their roster and what these three teams have returning, um, I think New London and Waco got a little more depth than Winfield Mount Union, but there there are a bunch of names that you'll see that you're like, man, that kid could be a could have a big year, and and probably will. So those are the top three in the district, and then you kind of go to the next three that are my middle of the road teams, um, and I got Iowa Valley at number four. 
I did get to see them play last year. I thought they were really talented, but against Waco, they're, they're a pass-heavy team, and Waco was in their backfield all night long and had them throwing interceptions. Mason Miller probably had half of his interceptions in that one game, uh, but they are very good. Um, and they return that quarterback, Evan Kearney. He's uh, for 1,300 pass yards and rushed for another thousand. So he's a dual threat guy. He was extremely athletic. I thought if he'd had a little more time to throw, it would have been a, a closer game, but uh, they're going to do pretty well. I've got them at number four. And then I got Lone Tree at number five. They made the playoffs last year. I think they're going to take a step back based on the fact that they lose senior Kate Shield and senior Kate Patterson. And those two kids alone contributed, I would say, the vast majority of the offense for the Lions. So I think they're going to take a step back and be in, uh, be in the five spot. Then you got English Valleys, and we know all about them because of Bo Flander. What an athlete. But he's gone. He's a senior. He was a senior. He's, he won't be there this year, so they're going to lose his production, 1,500 rushing yards. They're going to lose the production from Caden Hall, who was a great basketball player for them and football player. And, uh, you know, the, the loss of those two is a pretty big hit for their offense. So unless somebody else is coming on to step up and, and, uh, produce like they did, I think they're going to slide back to number six this year and miss the playoffs. And then HLB, they they had a rough year. They finished last, if you don't count Tri-County, because they did play, but they only won one game. If you look through, and you know, I've only got stats to go on, there wasn't anything that really stood out from anybody that's returning, except for a defensive player, and I love his name. His name's Boston York, and he led the defense as a sophomore in tackles, so they do have they do have something to build on there, and we'll see how they do. But that's my number seven team in the district. And then, of course, Tri Counties, and we don't know if they're going to play, so I've got them in the last spot. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's my prediction. Well, that is, that's uh, pretty detailed, and I really appreciate. Now, they're all that's all, that's all the teams in Southeast Iowa that play eight man football. Yeah, you know, and, and really, I think for what we're trying to cover, we got Waco, we got Winfield Mount Union, New, New London, and uh, I kind of like to keep an eye on Lone Tree too. They're not too far from here. Yeah, and Lone Tree, they they did have a great year last year. Uh, Yeah, they sure did. So, uh, yeah, we've we've always enjoyed Lone Tree sports here. We've been talking about them since since we started talking about football last year. So, yeah, you know they're. they're What is the name of that division? What's that? What's that conference that they all play in? This is eight player district six. District six, and that all the Southeast Iowa teams are in that same district. Yeah. Now, when we get into, you know, your your uh, A and 1A and 2A, it seems like some of our schools are split up amongst a couple of different districts. So we'll have to organize that all together because that, that, that's where I start getting confused. <laughs> well, uh, eight-man football seems to be the, the real super growing thing around here and around the nation. It just seems like uh, there's a super uh, appreciation for eight-man football. And the, the, the problem for me with eight-man football is once you start watching it, then you get all addicted to it and stuff. Well, that, that's something that you and I have spoke about. Um, I've talked to a lot of people, that you know, the other football fans at work or whatever, my buddies, um, even, the, even the young man from Waco that comes into Brickhouse to lift. Uh, you know, we it's just an exciting version. You know, you kind of think of it initially is like it makes me think of seven on seven which is like just a summer sport that's just the receivers and the quarterback right the defensive Mm -hmm. back it's not it's full contact it's exciting uh the games can turn on a dime you can think one team's blowing out the other and then five minutes later they're 
they're losing. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. This it's high scoring and high offense and uh, high volume and everything. Well, listen, I got a, a, a talk to Coach McCarty. Do you have any eight-man questions I can ask him? or? Any... Oh, gosh. Uh, I could probably think of some. Um, I would encourage anybody that is interested in eight-man football to get on uh, the podcast format there if you'd like to listen to podcasts and listen to his Be Great program because he, he interviews all the coaches not only from here in Iowa, but from all over the nation, because like you said, this is a growing thing. This eight player sport has got a foothold in, in several States and some are just starting out. Um, it's getting good here, man. I mean, and the state sanctions it and sets them up with the, uh, the playoffs, same playoff system and tournament that uh, they have for the 11 man. And uh, yeah, he, uh, a lot of great insight from all them coaches, not just about football either. So. I yeah, really like it, um, and I mentioned it to him. It's just starting out in my home state, Illinois. I'd like to know how things are going over there if they're getting any closer to the state being involved in that. Well, I could ask him that. I could ask him about other states expanding into this. But uh, I'm going to try to keep it focused on his team and uh, yeah. the local stuff. And uh, But uh, Be Great uh, podcast. It's the hottest yep. podcast, one of the hottest podcasts in Iowa. It's... Uh, you know, and he's been, been more than kind to come on our show and help and support us. And uh, uh, it's like I say, if you like to keep up on, uh, if you want to keep up on football around here, podcast might just be uh, one of your best resources. What do you think, Scott? It really is because it's uh, something you can listen to at your leisure if you're able to do it while you're working or, or you got some downtime. It doesn't matter. You, you just queue it up and, and go and if you got to pause it for a while or for a day and that's what i do all the time i might be in the middle of an episode <laughs> it's about like watching uh, netflix or something so that i get a lot of great info and, and uh, entertainment from podcasts and, and and this is the way of the future i think well we're going to keep you up you know i mean i'm going to get pre preseason interviews with every every coach that'll talk to me uh, all through all around the area and uh, get them in, get those posted we're going to get a lot of preseason football going on. We're going to cover the football season like never before. We're going to have a wrap-up show at the end of the night that covers as much of the scores as we can get in. We get we're, we're Scotty and I are, are getting a lot better at networking with other people that can get us scores, you know, and uh, different media and stuff. Uh, they've been wonderful to us, you know. So you know you'll be able to to hear the games and might broadcast some games like we did before. We're definitely going to be coming up to this uh, week zero thing. And uh, yeah, baseball and football, basketball, whatever you want, whatever is your sport, whatever you want to keep up with, whatever you, you got a nephew or a, or, or a kid playing ball, we'll certainly talk about them, you know, uh, over here at Round Guy Radio as we try to cover everything. We're Try to be a radio station. Try to cover all the news that that's uh, out there for, and try to you know give that life in Iowa a little slice of what life's like in Iowa. And uh, Scotty, I think you help us do that better than anybody. Well, I love it here. Uh, it's my home state. I may not be a big fan of the cold weather, but I I think I speak for a lot of people that way. But yeah, this is our home, and uh, man, it's pretty special. Well, anyway, uh, anything else before we wrap it up? Just uh, you asked me about asking Coach McCarty something, and and uh, we all know about Cam Buffington, and and uh, he's going to Iowa, and he's uh, you know just on another level in this uh, high school sport of football, 
and and others. But um, Abram Edwards is really coming on, and I've watched uh, a lot of film on him when I've been able to on Twitter when he's been to uh, summer camps and stuff for football. I'm curious with his size if college coaches are projecting him at tight end or wide receiver. I know he plays receiver for uh, for Winfield Mount Union, but you know it's high school and and sometimes that uh, that'll change. And he's still growing, so um, he's a, he's a good sized kid. And yeah, is he is he being looked at as a tight end or a wide receiver? That's what I'd like to know. Okay, well, because uh, the the bigger he gets, the more tight endier he gets, isn't it? That's what I'm thinking. And he's definitely probably got that frame or will have it by the time he finishes out. Well, uh, Winfield puts out the athletes, don't they? Yeah, they are uh, really blessed. And like I said, they may not have quite the numbers of players, and, and that could factor in. It sure did in basketball, I thought. But it's eight player, and that, that's the advantage of eight player. You don't have to have as many horses. Well, you've been listening to Scotty Melvin as he's uh, gives you a little preseason rundown about – Division six uh, or district six football, which is all encompasses all the Southeast Iowa teams. Uh, thanks for listening and stay with us. Cause we'll get you ready for football. And uh, thanks for thanks. Oh, I was going to, one more thing. I did want to mention a little news about the podcast. itself. when we started the baseball season, Scott, I was like, man, if we could just get to 5,000 this season, it would yeah. be awesome. But the baseball season has us like 50 away from 6,000. So I don't know how much we can grow during the football season, but I bet we can keep it going. What do you think? I think so. We, we didn't uh, even start until I want to say week four last year. And it was just kind of on a whim. Right. And uh, people like to hear about their teams around here. And it's hard, you know, and uh, you know, as much as everybody would like to do it, you know, most radio stations or TV, you know, TV can only give, you know, their whole sports segment might be five minutes to talk about everything you know, and the radios do a great job of it, but they can't just sit there for half an hour like we can on each team and, and cover all these sports like we do. And obviously it's resonating because, you know, I mean, we do everything. We don't just do sports. A lot of people think that we just do sports and maybe during the tournaments and stuff, I don't put out a lot of things that aren't sports because I try to focus on what I'm doing, but you know, we're about everything life in Iowa and everything else that's going on in Iowa. But, uh, High school sports is the meat and potatoes of what Round Guy Radio does, but that's the same as it is at KCII or or KMCD or any of the radio stations. Uh, these high school sports are the pulse of what's going on in Iowa, wouldn't you say? I believe so, and I think you know there's there's people that might kind of poo poo <laughs> on that, and I get it because it's just a game, right? But it's one of those things where you don't have a lot to do in small communities. So when your kids get up on that stage, be it a basketball court or football field or baseball diamond, that that's what you have to do in the evening, uh, especially around here. And, and you want to support your youth because you want, you want them to turn into great adults. And, and I I've said it before, if the kids want to get up there on that stage in front of people and, you know, um, all that goes the pressure and stuff that goes along with that, I think we should support it. And, uh, and that's what we're trying to do. Well, was it Twin Cedar that just won the state girls softball tournament? I don't remember who won the softball yeah, tournament. Yeah, t- t- Twin Cedar's there. Out, they like, won. They're, they're from Bussy. So that yeah. was their first state title. We got the state title in New London. So believe us, people, Round Guy Radio can get you to the promised land from the from when, when the, the season's just seeds until it's harvested. You know? <laughs> 
it's one of the toughest things to do is win a state tournament. I don't care what sport you're talking about. We've had some great runs, and darned if we didn't finish one there, <laughs> thanks to New London in baseball. Yeah, if we get any more wins like that, I'm gonna have to have a I'm gonna have a heart attack. I think that was. Uh... Yeah. We're gonna have to look into some blood pressure medication. Yeah, we're some might so have to take some kind of sedation before the games like that because my heart yeah. is about ready to explode. But yep. anyway, all right. So uh, I hope you enjoyed it. We're out of time, so you know this has been Round Guy Radio with news you can use and won't give you the blues. And and we're ready. Hope we you're ready for some football. <laughs>